Hello and welcome to This Endorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies, the 80s cartoon, and beyond. Today, we are diving into Season 1, Episode 4 of the Ewoks cartoon, To Save Deej. This episode originally aired on television September 28th, 1985. Long time ago. I know. Like, I know we're going to get into this, but I felt like the flavor of this episode was different right from the start. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said it right away, because, like, this episode, for so many reasons, was like, this is an Ewok episode. It's like Ewoks. I felt the same way. There was something about it that just clicked into place a little more, but we can get into that post-synopsis. Let me tell you about cast and crew this time. Oh, yeah. Okay. First of all, it's collected differently on VHS and DVD, so it was included in a four-episode compilation on DVD cut into a movie called Tales from Mm. the Endor Woods. So this was not under that haunted village umbrella. And on VHS, right. it was released as Ewoks 2, The Guppins and the Jindas. Yeah. This this episode is the first in the series not written by Paul Dini, but in fact is written by Bob Carew, who also wrote the film Caravan of Courage. So he's returning there you to go. the Ewoks fray. He also uh, wrote several episodes of Tiny Toot Adventures, Dragon Tales, and to stick with Lucasfilm here, he wrote an Indiana Jones spoof for Elvin and the Chipmunks. I was directed oh, no by way. Yeah, Ted <laughs> Stevenson and Raymond Day Police. Uh, I thought today for our featured cast member, I would talk a little bit about Richard Donat, or Janae, however you say it, uh, who is credited yeah. as Deej today. He's he's there for the first whole season, but it looks like he only actually is credited for voice work in two episodes. But he's got an incredibly long career uh, dating back, you know, 70s and earlier, Long, steady stream, movies, voice work, TV mm-hmm. shows, all sorts of things. He's probably best known to modern audiences for playing the series regular role of Vince Teague on the sci-fi series Haven. Did you ever watch that? Kind of a I didn't. Um, okay. I do remember it coming out, though. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to. It's, so it's based on a Stephen King novel called The Colorado Kid. And that's mm. The Colorado Kid is kind of a... That's sort of a noir mystery about an unsolved murder right. in this little town, the town of Haven. So shall we get into oh. saving Deej? Let's do it, man. Right. Uber detailed plot for season in. one, episode four. <laughs> Buckle up to save Deej. All right. This episode, we open to Wicket's whole family enjoying the day fishing together. Wicket, being the youngest, is naturally distracted. Weechi, Wicket's brother himself, is distracted by how clumsy his other brother, Willie, attempts to bait a hook. A very unfriendly piranha-type fish develops a vendetta against Willie, and he narrowly escapes the tiny fish's monstrous bite when it devours his fishing pole in hand, hook, line, and all. Wicket wanders off and meets a tiny little leprechaun-looking creature that accidentally startles him. The two end up playing together, pretending to be growling animals. We later discover this creature is named Ring Ring and is from the land of the Guppins. Back at the river, just when the group thinks none of the fish will bite, Deej hooks a massive fish, much to the light of Weechi, who has been waiting all day for action. The fish is so large it takes the whole family just to get it under control. Needing Wicket, the family cries out for his help, but he comes to the rescue too late because he was off playing with his new friend. After some tug-of-war, the fishing line breaks and all the Ewoks tumble backwards. Deej, trying to stay up, tumbles farther than the rest and ends up tumbling down a hill where he accidentally cuts himself on some unfamiliar sharp blue tree fungus. Deej seems pretty hurt, 
So the Ewok kids take him back to the village, but not before the Guppin surprises them all. Weechi is mad, blaming the whole dire situation on Wicket for being distracted and not fishing along with the rest of the family. Willie is mistakenly left behind, still battling that fish, but declares victory after throwing a rock into the water. <laughs> Deej's condition worsens and is now unconscious in bed at home. The Ewoks describe the fungus, and Logre knows the situation is quite serious. Logre tells the group very special ingredients are needed for the cure. Logre speaks an incantation, and a shadowed vision appears on the wall. Of future wizards, hearken thee, beware the fungus of the Rockna tree, which speeds one's years from day to night. This cure restores the victim's might, a star-shaped urchin from a deadly foe to wield against this fatal blow. A lantern bird's feather burning bright to drive away the veil of night. And for the final task, you must be brave to steal the eggs from a frost's cave. Remember, these deeds must end under sunlit sky, or the Ewok's very soul will die. Logre's vision ends, and he instructs Weechi, Willie, and Wicket to enter his hut, where he gives them special instructions on where to find each required item for their father's cure. Willie, not taking any of this seriously, begins drinking a delicious-smelling potion boiling over Logre's fire. Logre yells at Willie to stop, claiming the potion is dangerous, but all it does is make Willie float like a balloon. Logre now knows his potion works, but doesn't know when it will wear off. Willie floating makes the plan to save Deej more difficult, but Logre weighs Willie down with two stones so he won't fly away. With time moving against them, the three brothers set off to find the ingredients needed to cure their father. To save on time, Weechi suggests they split up so that each of them can grab an ingredient. Since stealing Frosh's eggs is particularly dangerous, Weechi volunteers for that task himself. He elects Willie to gather a lantern bird tail feather and Wicket to round up the dandelion urchin and then all meet back at the family hut as soon as possible. Tebow, hiding in a bush nearby, overhears the conversation and rushes back up to see what's happening at the family's hut. Wandering through the forest, or bouncing rather, Willie manages to spot a lantern bird and attempts to climb a large tree to get to its nest. Struggling, he remembers he can float and unties one of his stones. He easily floats up and finds the nest, but just after grabbing a feather, the large lantern bird returns. Willie hides between the lantern bird's large eggs as the bird lands on the nest, trapping Willie underneath. Elsewhere, Elsewhere, Wicket manages to find the land of the dandelion warriors and begins searching for an urchin. Walking through a grassy meadow, he steps on something sharp and discovers it's an urchin barb. A voice cries for help suddenly, and Wicket discovers Mring Ring, the friend he made earlier, is tied to a tree stump. The little creature begs Wicket to quickly untie him. Mring Ring tells Wicket he tried to help them by searching for an urchin for their father. But the dandelion warriors captured him and had been using him as target practice. They both managed to escape before the dandelion warriors can stick them with their barbs. The two agree that one of them needs to draw the warriors' fire as the other searches for an urchin. Adopting a real YOLO attitude, Mring Ring decides to be the bait and quickly runs around the meadow, dodging the dandelion warriors' quill barrage. A star urchin appears in the barrage, and Wicket snags it, and the two of them run off safely into the woods. Further away, on the cliffside of a large waterfall, Weechi discovers the Frosh Cave. 
He successfully sneaks inside, but protests, Oh, Kavark! Too loudly. Actually, it's more like, Oh, Kavark! Too loudly <laughs> when he accidentally gets sticky, gucky frosh eggs all over himself, and the frosh lizards discover him in their cave. Weechi tries to escape, but becomes surrounded by the large lizards. The only way out is to jump off the cliff into the water below. The river rushes Weechi downstream so quickly, and he flows uncontrollably over several waterfalls before grabbing onto a tree in the middle of the largest waterfall. Logray's sand timer portrays a dismal amount of time left before the power of the potential cure disappears. Tebow, knowing the situation is dire, runs into the forest to help, but runs straight into Wicket and Ring Ring, heading back to their hut. After Wicket introduces the Guppin, Tebow sadly exclaimed that Weechi and Willie both haven't made it back yet. Tebow, knowing where the lantern bird's nest is, leads the way to finding Wicket's brothers. Somehow, all three managed to climb the tree. Willie had trouble scaling, and they introduced themselves to the lantern bird. Understanding the bird talk, Tebow assures the bird that Willie must be around here somewhere. Willie pushes his way out from under the surprised bird, still holding the tail feather, and the group rushes down the tree to find Weechi. Willie bids the bird goodbye, believing he will still be able to easily float away, but ends up dropping to the forest floor like a rock. Logray's potion has indeed worn off. Still calling for help, the group discovers Weechi clinging to the small tree in the middle of the large waterfall. Acting quickly, the group is able to pass Weechi a rope. With their combined strength and weight, they manage to pull Weechi off the tree, and he swings to safety. Finally, all on the bank, the group is then confronted by a large contingent of froshs. The toothy lizards force the Ewoks up an earthen plateau. Willie's weight, unfortunately, causes him to slide back down the hill right into the attacking froshs. Willie turns around swiftly to confront the lizards, exclaiming, They have no idea who they're dealing with, and that he is on a very important mission. He mocks them, saying they only think with their stomachs and probably think Ewoks are good to eat. The frushes are confused, but quickly realize Willie is just stalling for time. The frushes close in on Willie, and his courageous stint ends abruptly. Willie, now scared for his life, runs up the plateau before anyone else. Trapped on the top of the plateau with the froshes closing in, Mring Ring discloses to the group that he has special talents, which will help them escape the situation. He asks the group to quickly think of a big winged creature and together concentrate on that image in their minds. Their combined concentration causes Mring Ring to transform into a giant winged bird. They all hop on his back and fly away from danger, heading as quickly as they can to their father's hut. Back at the hut, Logre appears discouraged, but is delighted suddenly when the group of Ewoks return with the ingredients. Logre quickly combines the ingredients, while Wicket reassures his unconscious father, telling him he's going to be okay. Logre finishes the potion, and chanting loudly, he pours the potion over the sickly body of Deej. Slowly, Deej regains consciousness, and the family begins to celebrate. Shadu. Deej's wife embraces him, exclaiming, It's so good to have him back, as the rest of the family jumps for joy and piles on top of their revived father. Roll credits. Well, I'm going to say right off the bat, this is my favorite episode so far. 
Absolutely. 100%. Do you agree? Do you agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. This this felt like it was an episode of what Ewoks was supposed to be like, man. Like, yeah. It, it, first of all, do you see that it's totally written? You could tell it's totally written by the same guy that did Caravan of Courage. Right? You can. Because Get these things. Yep. Yeah. It's structurally it, 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 the it, same in that it's structurally I mean, the same. Yep. There is technically a villain in Caravan of Courage, but that's not really the point. You know, like they True. have to rescue yeah. the parents, but that's not a presence throughout. Whereas like Battle for Endor, we have a villain. And in the previous three, you know, we have Morag mm-hmm. mostly or the Dulocs. And it's like them right. versus a villain. And I just don't think that works as well for like what the Ewoks do. You know? Yeah, I I think they're very family oriented. And, and, and I don't know why it just seems like they should. Right. Because Return of the Jedi. I mean, they're not really, you know, yeah. it's, they're kind of tribe oriented. Like, yeah. Oh, you're part of the tribe, you know, mm-hmm. part of the tribe. but like you watch Ewoks and you're like, man, this has got to be all about family right? because it just, just needs to be right. And if it's not, it seems weird when it is, it seems so right. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to jump franchises for a second, this is this thing that Star Trek experiments with a lot. You can, you can right. just look at the movies yeah. for that. I mean, you have like, you know, Star- Wrath of Khan. Khan obviously is the villain, mm-hmm. and they're fighting up against this villain. But something like uh, the Voyage Home, where they need to go back in time, and it's like elemental things are getting in their way, and they have to like solve a problem. Yep. They don't have to defeat a villain. And I feel like the solve a problem yeah. is better long term for the Ewoks. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so too, but I think the writer does a good job of adding in small elements, right? We always talk about, like, is there a moral lesson? And, Mm -hmm. like, you know, to kind of bounce back with Wrath of Khan, like, yeah, there is Khan and there is that whole thing, but there is also that moral dilemma that Spock is working on, Yeah, right? So there is that part that kind of at least a little bit holds that, you know, moral ethical issue in with Star Trek, but it's not about that, right? Mm -hmm. In the very end, it's all about, you know... it, it's overpowered by Khan and all that stuff. But right. you know, Voyage Home, there's a moral obligation, you know, thing. That, so it kind of works. But that's Star Trek, right? So yeah. Ewok, I think it just works, right? Because the dilemma, it's about them working together to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Because they all split up, but they don't really complete their tasks until they all do them together. True. So Wichi has a great idea. Let's right. split up. We'll do it quickly. But of course it was foolish to just let Willie because he had that floating. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Which as soon so as that happened, wasn't a great idea. As soon as that happened, I was like, that's just the fizzy lifting drink from Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. That's, yep. That's, that's exactly, exactly what I thought, dude. <laughs> while while we're talking about things that uh come from other things, there was also some of those dark elements in there. I feel like mm-hmm. we had Sally on. We had Sally on because she's the queen of Halloween and we wanted to have her on a creepy episode. Haunted Village yeah. has been the least creepy episode we've seen because this one, I feel like <laughs> the little like when uh, Logray's doing his thing, he says the thing about even even his soul will die. That's yeah, it's it, that's exactly what it is. His soul that will is die. A and I thought powerful Whoa. fungus. That's a powerful fungus <laughs> yeah. to kill his immortal soul. That was a little on the dark side. It also kind of made me think about the theme song, which is ridiculous. I might go as so far as to say it's ridiculous, yeah. but they <laughs> keep saying we're the spirits of the forest moon. What does that mean? Yeah. He also says we're fighting for our rights, too. And I, right. I think that's kind of funny. That <laughs> it's ironic. Like, what? It's like, bizarre. Not that I don't think they should have any rights, but yeah. it's just like, do they have like a 
Did it have like a constitution? Yeah, I <laughs> have laws. Yeah, I didn't know that it was like a fight for rights was integral to Who's like fighting them. Willie's fishing <laughs> yeah. expedition, but that's you know. Good, good Before we move <laughs> yeah. on from things that are freaky, though, those flowery things that turn out Through to the be dandelion warriors. Yes. Yeah, those things were. Those they things were, were nasty. freaky. Like I they... think that's the first legit like. If they had gotten hit, that would have been crippling. Yeah. Because the size of those quills, man, yeah. were giant. Like when Wicket steps on it and pulls oh, yeah. it out, it's like his, it's like a dagger, man. It is. And like they're shooting at least 20 of them at a time. I just thought their whole character design and the way they moved and the way they sort of moved in sync and the sounds they made, I thought they were very Yeah, hairy. they were very harsh. They were. Yeah. They definitely were. And uh, <laughs> also, I love... I loved that, like, hmm, this must be the land of the dandelion warriors. Right. You know, like, like they're pretty dangerous. Do you <laughs> think they would have, like, talked True. about that as a you family? Might like, prepped. You might you know, have prepped for that. Don't go to that area. Yeah. You know, like, you... I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, and everyone knew that you don't go into Patterson. <laughs> you know, when I lived there, it was like, were, but, like, even I knew living in Patterson, you don't go to Patterson right. and just hang out. Yeah. You know? So it's like, the land of the dandelion, they're just going to shoot it. first. Yeah. You know, like, Again, like, I don't know. I guess if you're a guppin, they'll they'll would have been you. the perfect place for them to use the soap that makes them invisible. But <laughs> there no, you go. No yep. time. No time for that, I guess. Oh, man. I was just really down for the whole vibe of this episode. I felt like it balanced because mm -hmm. Willie is basically slapstick. I mean, that character the whole it time was slapstick. Was, it was. Yeah. And then you had like sort of the mysticism with low gray and some of the creep factor with mm -hmm. the dandelion warriors. And I just liked the journey they were on. And as you said, it was like, let's try it solo and yeah. let's try it together. I think there was a lot packed into this. And to me, this just really felt like the most successful, like cohesive story that we've had so far. Yeah, I think that's right. I think all the elements it hit everything, you know. Yeah. And so uh, actually, there was a, it was a little bit of me that at the very end, I thought Low Gray was going to. Because they were fighting at the beginning, but Logre mm. wasn't even there. Because they like Weechi was like, "Your fault, you did this." Blah blah blah. Like there was going to be a, a kind of a central lesson in Logre. Yeah. I honestly thought Logre was going to be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't even really need these ingredients. I just wanted you oh, guys to do it." But it was so just like a teachable together. moment. Yeah. Yeah, like it was a teach. So, and I thought, "Oh, it would be so crazy if he said that." But then, yeah. then I was like, "Oh no, actually, those consequences were real. He could have died." True. You know, so the stakes <laughs> were high. The stakes were definitely yeah, high. Yeah, the stakes yeah. were actually high. Willie probably should have been a little bit more serious. So we, he definitely. We talked a little bit a few episodes back about how the overall design was a little leaving something to be desired. It's sort of a lack of color, a very mm -hmm. muted color palette, and just not much to look at. I felt like yeah. the amount of creatures, like new creatures we saw in this episode, I mean mm – -hmm. It, more than we've seen in all episodes prior to this. Yeah. There was just, there was like the little lizard things. And of course the bird and ring ring was new. And we just kept seeing yeah. little creatures and new things for them to sort of investigate and fight and sort of flesh out like what's actually like going on on Endor, which is yeah. something that I feel like we saw maybe a little bit more in the movies. I want to say battle for Endor had a little bit more of that kind of stuff, but I appreciated yep. seeing things and I was uh, I was watching this one with my son and every time a new creature would pop on, he'd be like, oh, look at the lizards or oh, whatever. You know, like those things were yeah. really like eye catching to him. So I liked that. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was another bonus that they have here. Did you have a standout moment? What's your Ichiwawa moment? Uh, you know, 
I I don't know. I think the I think just the whole episode itself, the fact that it like revolved around the family, even though half the family wasn't even there, right? Yeah. Um Shadu and Deej were like basically not in the episode. Mm-hmm. But it felt to me like this is what an Ewok show episode should feel like. Every, mm-hmm. Somehow, you know, like anything can happen. It could be anything, right? Just think of all the f- other movies, right? Or the other episodes, right? The flogs, whatever that dragon thing is with, right, the, right. with the fruit. Mm-hmm. You know, like all these things, like they had nothing to do with the, f- with the family and not even really with the tribe. It wasn't like a whole tribe thing. It was just right. like, it's just a danger that we need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And so this one was like, the consequences were real. It had to do with their father. So you were kind of like, whoa, you know, like, now the kids have to do this. Like, this is a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And I think just the episode itself, how it was centralized around the family, I think that was my, like, man, this is, Mm -hmm. this is an an Ewoks episode. I I had my stamp of approval. I felt like this was the first time that I was really able to map the, uh, relationships, you know, without looking like who's related mm-hmm. to who and what yeah. the connections are. So something about the structure of it was really good for that. Um, if I was going to yeah. a moment for my Chihuahua, it would probably be when they rescue Willie from the waterfall where he's like stumbling over and they sort of fashion, I mean, they kind of fish him out of there, you know, and he's wrapping it around and they're catching him. I just kind of like that because we started. Oh, Weechi. Yeah. Yeah. Because we started with the uh, with the fishing stuff, and then it kind of came back to there where they're all working together to rescue him. So I kind of liked that. That's right, because the first time they did it, they failed, right, with the fish. Now they're yes. all working together, and it worked. Exactly. There That's you a go. good point. There you right? go. See how everything everything kind of did come around, it. you know? I see it. The Willie's also almost came around, right, where now, now he had, instead of a tiny little fish, he had the brushes, and he tried to... You know, he tried to stand his ground, but obviously he didn't. But you yeah, know, that was that's part of the slapsticky part. That's his yeah. that's his moment. But uh, I don't know my Oak Vark moment. I think it was. <laughs> it's it's so far we've had one episode where Tebow had his little mystical aspect where he could yeah. hear the trees. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's kind of like in this episode, but he's not. He has nothing to do with this episode except for like he, he didn't contribute anything else. But okay. understanding. The lantern birds talk, which I was just like, all right, that might be a little, that might, you know, first of all, he heard the, the tree spirits talking. Right. Now he actually speaks freaking lantern bird, you right. know? So I thought that that was a little much. Okay. You know? Just kind of stretching the, the premise there. Okay. Yeah. Stretching it a little much. The fact you know? that he like now can just communicate with anything. Yeah. It could have just been like, oh, there's Willie and then oh, run. Yeah. And then the lantern bird's like, you know, and then they get chased off. That would have been fine, and it would have made sense yeah. for the episode. My, uh, <laughs> I don't want to lose our G what rating. Is, yeah. I don't want to lose our G rating here for this Endorian <laughs> life. But there was, there was ample opportunity to take some really awkward screenshots. And so Willie is out there <laughs> fishing with a fishing pole that's the color of his body, like holding it between his legs oh, yeah. and like grabbing at it and all the other Ewoks are like grabbing at it and you just like if you just snap to see that scene like it was so obvious <laughs> that I almost wondered if it was like an animation joke because well because they they didn't have the rest of the family they just had him like going yeah, and pulling yeah. back and it's just like yes aren't they and, all tugging on it but here's just, just Willie like up in the front yeah it's I don't know it's just <laughs> like I said you could have you had so many chances to take an awkward screenshot from that, that I kind of felt like, okay, 
If you're doing it on purpose, don't. If you're not doing it on purpose, like a bark. <laughs> You know, I mean, come on, this is this isn't Disney, you know, so probably done by accident. Right, but right, you're right. <laughs> Disney. Did. So that was mine. <laughs> uh, what yeah. uh, did you did you uh, clock any morals or lessons in there? I think it was working together. Right. It was okay. it was the fact that like splitting up was a good idea. We all agree yeah. that was a good idea. But then, you know, uh, Wicket yeah. couldn't have done his thing without Ring Ring. And obviously, Willie needed help mm-hmm. and Deej needed help. Sure. You know, everyone. Everyone needed help, and so great idea at the time, but then it all came full circle that they were like, oh, we should have just done it together, and it would have been, you know, it would have gone faster. Utilize all your talents, yeah. you know, and maybe that's the lesson, too. Yeah, that, I'll buy know, that. Like, I mean, Ewoks, they, or, yeah. they, tried to, they tried to rush through it working by themselves, and it ended up taking longer, yes. where if they would have just cooperated from the beginning, it would have been quicker, you know? And the stakes yeah. were high. Their their father's soul they were pretty was going to die. His soul. I can't stress that enough. Oh, man. His soul. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Uh and the other thing, too, is like that wasn't worth it enough to involve any other members of the tribe. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) where's Chief Chirpa? Like, maybe gather some people together. 20 guys. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you can step on a fungus that will kill your soul, you probably need to have people whose job it is just to look for those funguses. You know, fungi. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that should be my Okavark moment where it was just like the stakes were really high and nobody else was involved. Yeah. It was just the family. Like <laughs> you got to get all these things, but True. only you got that. That <laughs> wasn't we, part of the vision. Should we get some help yeah. or no, we're fine. Okay. We, yeah. Okay. I mean, our brother's flying, so right. maybe we should get somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly. It's a lot of things at play. <laughs> Tebow, like, help uh, us. All right. Well, yeah. with that in mind, how many yub dubs do you give mm-hmm. this one? Dude, this one was pretty high for me. Yeah. I'd say this was a 4.5. Uh, okay. I think it for me, it hit all the stops. You know, they, they did a good job. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. I'd maybe lean more closer to four, yeah. which I think I've given in the past, but... I if this You're is a so new, critical. I know. I'm sorry. If this is a new direction, I like it. You know, like if if this mm-hmm. yeah. if the episodes going forward are going to be a little bit more like this than the last three, I think I'm a little more on board for that. Though I do enjoy mm-hmm. having Morag as like an overarching villain. You know, I I like yeah. the idea of that being a part of it every once in a while. But I think I have to learn to yeah, would have been fun. Yeah, it would have been fun if she's like. I'm the one who grew the, yeah. you know, the, the fungus, right. like she, she placed it there or something. Cause yeah. you know, that was another thing too, that I was just like, man, that's really bad fungus. You think they'd be like way more careful about that. Right. And so, mm-hmm. but we're learning, we're learning about the forest. Right. So that's we're right. kind of on this journey with them, I guess, yep. you know, with like, oh man, that's bad stuff. Yep. And their so. journey continues just as ours will, uh, as we continue diving yeah. into the Ewok <laughs> cartoon with season one, episode five, the mm-hmm. traveling Jindas. But before that, by coincidence, we were talking about Star Trek in this episode, but Steve is going to join me on How's Things, the podcast from the David A. Howe Public Library for a special Star Trek yes. Day episode. So you can find that mm, at soundcloud.com yes. slash all the books or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, we're neighbors because the How's Things YouTube channel hosts our YouTube episodes. So you can find it right Perfect. there. That's going to be in the off week. So next week, uh, you can listen to us talk Star Trek over on How's Things. Two weeks from now, we'll be back for the traveling gingos. Mm-hmm. So long, my friend. So long. That was that was great. I'm glad. I, I, I can't wait for more like this. So Agreed. tune in next time. Agreed.
Visitorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 